and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Rhonda Cimarelli with A Balanced Life for You. And today on my show, I just want to tell you, I have this really, really cool guest today. Um, her name is Stephanie. Stephanie, I believe I'm going to get this right. Is it Cal- Cal- Calderon? Is it right? Close enough, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, correct me, please. How do you pronounce your last name? Well, it depends on what ethnicity you are. If you're saying it correctly in my husband's um, natural tongue, it's Calderon. Okay. And if I'm not in that ethnicity, how would I say it? I say Calderon. Calderon. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to have Stephanie tell us a little bit more about her, but I want everybody to know the reason why I invited Stephanie onto the show today is she and I have, uh, we met in a mutual mastermind group uh, not too long ago, and we set up time to connect so we could get to know each other a little bit better. And once I heard Stephanie's story about how she and her husband went from working these crazy, crazy hours, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and trying to raise a family to going from that to living in an RV and experiencing the world together, I knew that she would be a great guest for the show. Uh, for this show, so welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on, and I just appreciate the connection that we've had in your heart for serving um, women and entrepreneurs. So thank you for having me. My pleasure. Well, I tell you what. Before we jump into the questions, you know, for our interview, um, tell us. I mentioned that you're in an RV traveling with your family. So I would, I'm curious where in the country, I feel like where's Waldo, where is Stephanie, <laughs> her family, right, um, right at this time? Um, so currently we are stationed in a little area called Oakland, California. It is kind of a um, throwback in time. All of their business is based on apple orchards and there's less than a thousand people in the town. But we do travel down to Los Angeles about two to three times a week. Fantastic. And how long have you been there at this point? Since January of 2008 of this year. Okay, very nice. Well, Stephanie, as I said, um, your story intrigues me. And why don't we start with a little bit about who you are and what you do right right now? Could you share that with us? Absolutely. So currently, as you mentioned, I'm married to my best friend. We just celebrated our 12-year anniversary on Sunday. And then I'm a mother to a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. So I do homeschool them. And then I run my own essential oil business. So I educate people on how to use essential oils through workshops, hands-on experiences, teaching them how to make their own natural beauty products, their own natural cleaners, and kind of swapping out some of the things that they're using in their daily life for essential oils and making sure that they know how to use them. So that is what I do full time. Um, My husband is my support for that. And then he also does video editing as a freelance. And I'm sorry, what does he do? Video editing? Video editing, correct. Fantastic. So we might need him to video edit this interview. Uh, Maybe. He would would be really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how long have you uh, had your own business with the essential oils? So I've been doing this as a business for um, going on five years now. And what do you love most about this business? Freedom of time. I love that I get to create my own schedule. 
So, you know, we've mentioned that you are traveling. Tell us a little bit about what that schedule looks like for you today. And then we're going to do a little backtracking of what life used to be like. Sure. So um, I have, I do a lot online and social media. So a portion of my day is spent. Um, My husband actually, I'm so blessed. He also creates all my graphics for my social media. So we spend time doing that. We also do YouTube. So we spend time creating that content. And um, I do a lot of webinars and educational workshops. So I'm doing that online. And then I also really focus on supporting people that have decided to take this jump with me into the business. So I do a lot of mentoring calls and coaching and training um, in that regard. Um, We're currently still on summer break with my girls. So I haven't had to launch into homeschooling as well. And then we really strive for at least one to two times a week to get out in nature and hike because that is um, how I fill myself back up. And it's our quality family connection. So that is a lot of our schedule is um, taking care of this, taking care of my children, and then spending time out in nature. Um, in addition to taking care of myself through home cooked meals, and which is always interesting in an RV, and um, being physically active as well. I try to work out um, three to five times a week as well. So that in a nutshell is kind of my life. Um, when it's moving day, that sh- schedule definitely shifts because everything is on hold. We move approximately every two weeks. So that creates a different, interesting schedule. All right. So let me just make sure that we all understand what moving day means. You and your family are living in an RV, correct? Correct. And where do you park your RV? Excellent question. So. When we decided to do this, it was actually my idea, ironically. Everybody usually gets the man that has this dream. It was my idea. Um, I have never even camped before. My family is not a camping family. My husband's family is not a camping family. So we ended up getting a private membership to a private campground. So you have to have a background check to even be a member. So we have a network all across the United States, Canada, and Mexico that we can stay at their parks. So, and it locks us in at a set price because one of our goals with this lifestyle is to have financial freedom. And so by being locked in with a certain price, we always know what our budget is going to be for the month. So when we are moving currently, because of my husband's contracting job with video editing, we need to stay around the Los Angeles area. So we're usually somewhere within an hour and a half to two and a half hours in a different campground all around Los Angeles. So that sounds like it also adds a bit of um, spice to the life, I guess you could say, you know, something new and different. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so much fun. And, and for my business, I, I, I need to be talking to people. I need to be connecting with people. And so every two weeks, it forces me outside of my comfort zone to go meet new people. Because you, it would be very easy to be isolated in the RV and not get out and chat with people. So being in a new area every two weeks really gets us out of our comfort zone to go ask people, hey, where's the best hiking at? Or what's really neat to see in this area? Um, I usually go and meet local businesses. So it's definitely adds some spice and keeps me on my toes every two weeks. You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that factor, the comfort zone, because a lot of women that I run into who have their own businesses, that is oftentimes the, um, the element that holds them back. 
They don't like to get uncomfortable. They're afraid of talking to people. So I know this was not part of our original um, you know, questionnaire, but would you mind sharing some of your, uh, maybe what you do? You said you ask for directions, the nearest restaurants and stuff like that. Once you meet people, can you tell us how you might actually introduce them to your business? Sure. So I really try to strive to be authentic as possible because uh, the company I work for is a network marketing company. And one of the bad raps that we get is that we are just trying to browbeat everybody we meet into buying our product. And that is not the um, energy that I want to give off of my personality. So I really try to form some sort of connection. I'm naturally an outgoing person. And so I just connect. So last week we were hiking at a waterfall and this dog came up to me. And so I just naturally started talking to them. They were college girls. I asked them what they're studying in college. Then the conversation usually spins back to you. So as long as you're engaging and asking questions and being genuinely interested in that other person, they're usually going to reciprocate. And then I can see what's their interest in learning more. And then usually I um, I find social media to be the um, least invasive way to stay connected. So I just say, you know, I really have enjoyed talking to you today. I would love to stay connected with you and see how your studies are going in college with this example. Do you have Instagram or Facebook? And nobody has ever said, uh, no, I'm private about that. They're like, absolutely. And I would love to follow what you're doing. So that's kind of in a nutshell, the, um, how I do it. It's just learning to open your mouth. I, I tell people it's living life with intention. There's people all around you. And if you truly believe in your business or your product or your service, then you should be looking for ways to gift that to other people, paying attention to everybody around you. And so that's what I do. I just live intentionally looking for openings to bless somebody with the essential oils that blessed me. Oh, you've, you've said so many wonderful things. My favorite part was being authentic, having a natural conversation, uh, because that's what I found was always the best way. When we put ourselves in that situation of trying to sell people things, it also puts us in a situation of being little less than authentic ourselves. So I love that you mentioned that. And I thought what I heard too was the social media with staying in connection. I think that's a brilliant idea, especially with where we are in technology now. So I hope the listeners are getting a little something out of this. Well, let's spin around for a minute and let's go back to a time because I think everybody's kind of curious as to how did you and your husband and two girls end up living and traveling in an RV? Yes. So let me, I will condense it down um, for the sake of your listeners. But in a nutshell, as you mentioned earlier, um, my husband worked in an engineering department at a factory. So he worked a minimum of 40 hours a week, but it was usually closer to the 50 to 60 hour mark. Um, And for a lot of our marriage, it was third shift. So he worked nights. So even when he had days off, he wasn't with us because he was sleeping. And um, I also worked three different jobs. I was the assistant director of a nonprofit. So I was the lead public speaker in middle schools, high schools, colleges, private schools, um, teaching relationship skills. 
And then I also worked with girls that were on probation and boys that had committed felonies. And then in the evenings, I helped adults get their GED. So, and then I also waitress part-time as well as through some of our marriage. So to say we were busy and chaotic is just an understatement. And I realized this is not how I want to live my life. And a lot of times we feel like we have to work with a hand that was dealt us. And I came to realize I create my life. I have choices. I, I live in America. I um, have been empowered by my sisters who came before me and fought for my rights as a woman. And I don't have as much of an excuse in 2018 as a woman. I have choices. I have options. And so I started thinking about that. And then um, I tragically lost my brother to suicide when he was 19 years old. So that just expedited that thought process of how fragile, you know, I never thought I was older when my, my brother was born. Um, I remember it clearly. I remember his childhood. Never in my wildest imagination would I have thought his life would have ended like that. And so it really um, taught me to seize every single moment. Um, so I started thinking about that more. And then um, the final push was um, my company actually sent us over to Nepal. And being in Nepal absolutely changed my life. Seeing these people that had nothing materialistic-wise, but absolutely immunated happiness. And so I started to compare it to the majority of the people that I come in contact with and were stressed and were hurried. And so I realized it's choices. And so I thought, how do I get the life that I wanted? And traveling was important to me. Creating experiences and not things was important. Time with my family was important. Um, I had always wanted to um, educate my daughter in a slightly different approach. And so I just decided one day, it hit me strongly, just do it then. The rest will work out, just do it. So my husband had, um, had quit his job. And so we'd been living off my, my income for a year. So we felt it was um, sustainable and literally uh, started selling stuff out of our home, sold our home a couple months later, bought our RV. And here we are. <laughs> I love, see, I just love this story because I've met a couple of people and when you and I connected previously, I shared with you, you're not the first person. The first person I spoke to, I really don't remember her name, but my initial thought was, holy cow, how do you do that? But then the more, the more families that I meet, the more it really makes sense. And I just want to reiterate a couple of things that you said, because there are things that I teach about about choices. And yes, even though we are in 2018, these choices are the same as they were a thousand years ago, you know? And what we have to understand is we are exactly where we are because of every thought and every decision that we've made. So for you, you know, your previous life really was all about, you know, making the choices to take this job, making a choice and a decision to take that job. And what happens is you're so smart <laughs> You realize that, wait a minute, hang on, time out. This isn't really how I think my whole life is supposed to. And you made a new thought and a new decision. So congratulations to that. Well, how long have you been in the RV now? It will be a year in October. So we're, we're getting ready to celebrate that year. So um, about 10 months now. Wow. And what do your girls think of this whole experience So when we had decided to do it, my daughters were eight and four. So um, 
we actually asked my daughter, you know, explain that we would be taking her out of public school, away from her cousins, away from her. What did she think about it? And she was all for it. Um, my four-year-old loves it. She she loves staying in the RV. She loves the adventure. Um, they love swimming every day and all the things they get to see and do. And um, the challenges are intentionally finding children for them to play with. That is kind of downfall and um, not having long-term connections per se, like she's used to. The relationships look different, but what it's done is it's really guided me to kind of connect her with some of the old ways. So she writes letters to her cousins and she video chats with her friends to intentionally keep those relationship bonds alive. And I talked to her about how even though I went to school with most of the same kids, kindergarten on up, I have very few long-term relationships with them. And so being in proximity to somebody doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a long-term friendship. So it's really bonded us together as a family um, as well. So overall, they love it. That's great. Well, now your RV, I'm, I'm just going to say this because I know other people are thinking about this too. So you have four people living in close quarters. Now, there's got to be a few days where it's a little um, less than perfect, <laughs> maybe a little chaotic, <laughs> maybe just a little. So is, is do you find that to be true some days? Usually around prepping meals is where it gets very chaotic. Um, uh, but what it's done is it's forced me to have a purpose for everything that we own and to be organized. And it's, I tell people, most of us, 80% of us live in 20% of our space. I have just condensed it all down into we have to use all of our space and use it wisely. And so we don't, um, especially in eating, which is most of us what do in our house anyways, we're usually out. We're doing something. And if it does get a little congested, we pick our stuff up and we go to a coffee shop or something. <laughs> that sounds really great. Well, okay. So one of the other questions I always ask my mompreneurs are those important things like self-care. So how do you manage, because I know in the beginning of the show, you talked about doing stuff for you that um, gives you energy. So Tell us how you make sure you take care of yourself so that you could be fully functional and fully present for your family. I really appreciate this question. And um, I am very much in the trenches of learning this for myself. So um, anybody, any mom out there listening, know that I have not arrived at this. And this is a lesson that I'm still learning. So we can still be teachable. Um, one of the first things is I had to change my thought process. I felt selfish when I took this time for myself. And so I had to realize if I take time for myself and fill myself up, I have more to give out to my children, to my husband, to my customers, to my, um, my business partners um, with what I do with essential oils. And so I really strive to keep set working hours. Because before it was all a free fall. I was available all the time to whoever needed me. And so I've had to learn to set boundaries around my time. Um, I usually take at least one full day off, if not two days off a week. And um, I very much, um, I enjoy reading. And as I said, I, I've learned to 
start my day with reading and uh, a prayer time and journaling. And this energizes me as well um, as the exercise that we talked about or yoga, depending on the day. Um, and then learning um, the, the word of saying no has been difficult, but it's been amazing for my own self-care of recognizing that I'm 100% responsible for my life. So if it feels crazy and out of control, that is on me and I need to gain that control back. So just changing my thought process has been um, very much instrumental in my self-care. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you sharing this on so many levels because you're right. We are all teachable and we are all in a learning process. And, you know, I love how you just said if it's my life and I'm in control and responsibility because these are the principles that I have learned among several others I put in my book and it's allowed me with my mission to reach out to my women entrepreneurs my mompreneurs to help them live that life without the guilt and without the regret because that's exactly what you're talking about you know feeling guilty that I need to re-energize myself and that's such a common uh, challenge for so many women. So thank you so much for being open and sharing that about yourself. So I do hope all of you are out there listening that it's okay. And we all have to learn. And, you know, the other thing I can remember is when I, you and I both know that I was in direct sales for 25 years also. And that free for all that you're talking about, you know, the no boundaries where uh, I think we put ourselves in a position of, uncertainty about how we feel about our business so therefore if somebody wants you or whether it be your product or your time we just go sure you know I can help you I can take your call at you know dinner time or breakfast time and it really does put us in a very uh, almost very vulnerable position where now we don't have quality time for ourselves and our families so thank you for sharing that you're welcome. So Stephanie, as we kind of wrap up our time today, let me see. I think one of the things I wanted to ask you, or do you have any tips that you would like to share for other women who either may be looking to uh, leave part of the corporate world, the craziness, uh, maybe women who are have a direct sales business or any kind of business, or just the mom in general, do you have any tips for any of them, things that you've learned? Sure. Um, I would say one of my uh, my best things is, first of all, to get quiet and to really, really figure out what you want your life to look at like. And I know that sounds woo-hooey, and we need to take that factor away because I we all have dreams deep down in our heart. We've just denied them for so long that we forget about them. But they're in your heart for a reason. So get quiet, and if God or whatever your religious belief was sitting right next to you and said, Rhonda, you can have exactly the life that you want. What do you want it to look like? What would you tell him? What would you tell yourself? And then once you figure that out, start creating a plan. And then you have to stay consistent on it. Yes, we're going to redirect our past because we're always learning. But I feel like sometimes we get distracted by this new flash, that new flash. Stay on the path and never give up um, because it's in your heart for a reason. And so I don't believe those desires are put there so we can fail. They're there so we can reach that goal. You just have to step out and courage. And my other thing about it is, is absolutely 
worth it. The life that you want is worth every second of sacrifice, every second of self-doubt, every second of having to humble yourself and realize, I don't know this. I need to learn. I need a coach. I need this. It is worth every second of it. So take hold of that and create that life that you want. I love that. Such good words of wisdom. Well, thank you so much for all of your wonderful words of wisdom and for being so open and vulnerable in some terms. Now, I know you've mentioned essential oils. So just in case my listeners want to know more about Stephanie and her essential oils and maybe how you can help them, how would they get in touch with you? So there's a variety of ways. Um, my website is stephaniecauldron.com. So um, comments, um, spelling is Stephanie and then C-A-L. D-E-R-O-N.com is my website. And then my Instagram and Facebook are the exact same thing. It's Essential Oil Life with Stephanie. So those are the um, easiest ways to connect with me because you can find my email address through that avenue um, and things like that. So that's the best way to connect with me and learn tips and tricks to how to make them a life a part of your lifestyle as well. Fantastic. I will make sure that those are in the show notes. They're going to be on my website. And if you uh, loved the interview with Stephanie Calderon, oh my gosh, Cauldron, right? Yes. Um, You know what? I always just say, see, parts like this I could edit and I go, nah, because we're real. (laughs) Okay. Um, What I want to do is make sure all of your contact information is there. And if you enjoyed this interview with Stephanie or if you're inspired by any of the words that she said, please make sure you reach out to her. Share this interview with other people. And as your host today, Rhonda Simrelli, I just want to make sure I say thank you for listening because I know you have a choice. And if you please give this uh, show a five-star rating because it really will make a difference. Stephanie, I want to thank you once more. Have a wonderful week and enjoy your adventure. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Sure. Bye-bye now. 